Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am your host, this is Nicole, and I am joined by a few of my friends who enjoy sitting around talking crap with me every week. First up is Dexter. Yo, yo. And then Tom. Yo, yo. He's there. And Armani. What's up, guys? Kind of talking about some some new things that came out this week that we've been uh, watching. New movies. Yeah. Tom and Jerry being one of them. So we didn't have Tom and Jerry on the docket to watch because I'm not going to lie. I kind of blew it off as I'm not watching this. I think I said that on the podcast, too. I was like, it looks terrible. (laughs) It did not look terrible. (laughs) You're right. Terrible is definitely not the proper word. It's a little strong. It did not look like something I was going to want to watch and then talk about on a podcast. But comma, Tom and Jerry is quite entertaining. I highly recommend it. It's good family fun. (laughs) (laughs) respect though like you know the fact that you could go back and say that it's cool that's dope yeah yeah i have no problem admitting when i was incorrect in my prejudgment of a film that i didn't even watch yeah that thing was different like you know and you you really understand you guys didn't see it i know tom didn't see it armani you didn't see it either i didn't finish it um it's kind of one of those things where you didn't realize that it's in a lineup of all the other movies that they decided that they're coming out with, like Judas and the Messiah, uh, the little, what is it, little things, mm-hmm. Godzilla and Kong will be, I think, the next one. They knew that this was, you know, all of those movies have been pretty dope, for the exception of little things that I don't really rock with too heavy, but it wasn't a terrible movie, you know what I mean? They're, they're doing pretty good, so shout out to Tom and Jerry for being... A dope movie, you know. Everybody, uh, check Tom and Jerry out. It has Tribe Called Quest at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of gives you an idea what type of movie you're about to watch. So it's kind of hip. You know what? The one thing I, I will say that, and then we'll kind of move on since everyone didn't watch it because we're not going to spoil it. Right. Only thing is, one of the things I liked about it that I think made it work well was that there was more than just Tom and Jerry animated in it. So like almost all of the animals in the film are animated the birds there's elephants there's a dog there's other cats the tom and jerry dog the, yeah <laughs> the dog from tom and jerry that pit bull looking thing little oh, bulldog is son in it? huh is his son in it no 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 oh, that'd be a great sequel mm-hmm. um sequel i don't want them by themselves <laughs> 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 no they wouldn't do them by themselves but i would take it if, if you watch this movie like it's enjoyable it's well done there's a couple times when i don't know who was living giving chloe moretz her cues is where to look but she was looking way off a few times and i was just like i guess it can't be easy to do this um i don't know what kind of little green ball thing they were probably using to like give her her placement cues but they were lawful that's the only complaint. But otherwise, it was good. You should have known, though. See, this is what we didn't know. What we didn't know is this is the director of Barbershop. This is the director. <laughs> he directed both of the Fantastic Fours. He mm-hmm. directed Think Like a Man, Ride Along, Think Like a Man 2, oh, Ride Along 2. That explains a lot of the humor. He did Shaft. Like, he's he's directed uh, a lot of the Kevin Hart comedy specials. So, this is... If I would have known that, it would have been a different story. Yeah. He decided to go into animating. That's pre- I mean, animation. That's pretty dope. Yeah. You know what? So when this movie came out, we I had a conversation with Armani, which led us to movie theaters. And we were talking about movie theater releases. So I went and I looked up the AMC down the road to see what was playing. Tom and Jerry's playing. 
Tom and Jerry had a bunch of times. And then when I went to try to buy a seat for Tom and Jerry, because I was like, who the hell is going to see Tom and Jerry in the movie theaters? The theater was damn near, granted, it was at 40% capacity, but it was pretty much all sold out still. Like, it was pretty sold through. And I'm looking at the other things that are playing, and it's all things that are available on streaming networks. So it led me to the question, why would someone right now go to the movie theaters and spend more money to watch something that you can just watch at home? Anyone got a thought on that? only thing I'm thinking is if you have kids and you need to get them out the house, but don't necessarily want to go do a lot. Because it was a lot of kids' movies playing. So That's fair. Yeah, it's got to be the kid movie thing. In fact, there's no other. Like, if, if there's no other, nothing else playing, that's all it could possibly be. But, I mean, what, how, much did, how much did it do open the weekend? Um, you know, I didn't even look at the box off. I didn't even look to see how much money it made. That's a very good question. That's it. That's it. I think that's, like, the real question. Because, I mean, you figure, like, something. I, what would that probably get if it wasn't for the pandemic and everything? That's, like, an easy 20, 30 a weekend, I'm guessing. Right. So, if it's anywhere close to that, then you know, we may see the uh, return of cinema. <laughs> so, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the return of cinema a little later in a topic that uh, Dexter has prepared. Um, but in other movie news, Amber Heard is officially fired from Aquaman. That's been uh, lingering for a little while now about whether or not she would get to keep her job since it came out that she was, in fact, abusing him. And there are talks to replace her with uh, Amelia Clark. Do y'all think you could see her as Mira? <laughs> oh, most definitely. Yeah, that works. First of all, what's her name? Mira. Mira. Mira, Mira ain't this big. She doesn't. Mira doesn't have a whole lot of depth, so it ain't hard for her to replace her. What's interesting is for them to be back together. That's crazy. They're back together. That's, yeah, that, yeah. That's what. No, Ooh, I think you need to more. Yeah, what you mean? You didn't think y'all didn't think. The minute you said Amelia Clark, what do you mean? Oh, oh, oh. Yo, okay, so when you said that, I was thinking Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were back together. I was like, wait a minute, he got back with her? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he just like having his ass beat? No, no, no. I'm talking about Daenerys and... (laughs) Jason Momoa. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And he can finally help her be the queen she should have (laughs) been. Yo, that's lit. Is this that is or, 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 the, or the fans just want that? No, that's been something that's been speculated talked about. So I don't even I don't think a fan initiated. It probably was initiated by a fan. Most shit like that is. But she's the only name I've seen so far that's been in anything, like in any kind of articles that's been mentioned. So <clears throat> we shall see what happens. Are we getting just, another Aquaman movie? Huh? Are we getting another Aquaman movie? Yeah, we're supposed to. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're supposed to get sequels to all of that stuff. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Another new movie that had came out, or something new that came out this week, was Jenny and Georgia on Netflix. Show. It is a series, yes. It's a show on Netflix. A very cute show. Netflix does after-school specials well. (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) realizing. Between this and 13 Reasons Why. And there's other shows that are similar to this. I don't, you know, I don't really want to compare 13 Reasons Why because I know that left a bad taste in some people's mouth, the way it ended and just the way it progressed with season two. But I just compare it to that just in that it's a family and there's lessons and there's dynamics and it's something you could watch with your kids and have conversations about kind of thing, your teenagers. But it's, it's really funny. So anyone else check that out? Breeze by it at all? See it? I'm aware of its, its existence. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was um, I saw like the first episode or two. It was pretty good. I like edgy content like that. I like when they use um, edgy content in trying to get certain things across. That way, nobody's sitting around feeling like it's after school special. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what you're saying, you're saying they're after school special, but 13 Reasons Why, it's, it's a lot to take on. It ain't nothing, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing bitch about 13 Reasons Why. It's, it's killing, it's, you know, it's all types of... I mean, when I say after school specials, I mean our after school specials was kids. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we had actual after school specials. Yeah. I was gonna say our after school specials were something else. Well, I'm just saying they were, <laughs> but they were they were edgy at we, the time. We literally grew up on after school specials, Nick. I know that we're like, edgy. That's like like Armani about. can say that, and, you know what I mean? But you can't say we literally had. On the EJ, Abe's a killer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, our after, they were edgy. Edgy. They were not edgy. You know, they were on channel six at four o'clock. <laughs> they, what do you mean? They came on right, like, before X Men. Like, they were not edgy. They were, nobody was getting bodied in. Okay, okay. 13 Reasons Why is tough watch. Did y'all that show with the little white girls? Um, they were like running around the city. They were like thirteen. Um, it always comes on Hulu after you watch a show. I'm trying to think of the name now. Super old, bad little white girls. Is it called Thirteen? I think so. With uh, Rachel. Oh uh, yeah. Aaron Wood and uh, the girl from Twilight. Twilight. It's a TV show. No, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh no! 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 It's I'm talking about show. TV show, but I have seen that movie. That was a good movie. With two girls running around. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Uh... And they were teenagers? Yeah. Like, teenagers, preteen. I want to say it was on around when that show Sliders was on. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to record Sliders on VHS. <laughs> no, nah, don't feel bad. I used to... <laughs> Yo, Sliders is my fucking show. That was like a family show. I used to watch it with parents. Yeah, watch that with my aunt. All right. Well, while you look for that, Armani, <laughs> in Jenny and Georgia, uh, part of the reason, the other reason why I brought it up was that, so there was a joke made where the mom is making a comment to the daughter about, you know, these boys that she likes. And she tells her mom, she's like, well, who are you to speak? You, you've gone through more men than Taylor Swift. And just kind of keeps it moving. Now, you hear that joke and you're just like, whatevs, you know, I probably, I honestly didn't even notice the joke when it happened. Once I saw that this was a controversy, I went back and was like, where was this even at? Well, evidently, Taylor Swift was a little butthurt about it. And she took to Twitter and started talking about how the show and Netflix are, you know, crappy for their sexist, misogynistic jokes. And it's tasteless and it's stupid and they should know better. And it's like everything's cool until they say it to you. Basically. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, isn't the Taylor Swift thing on, is it on there? It is on Netflix. No, yeah, it's on Netflix there. Her thing was that Americana or whatever, that's Americana or whatever. That's just her. That's just on Netflix. I get I get it, but I don't know why they talking about Netflix. Like, you know what I mean? Be mad at the writer. Be mad at the producer, the director, you know, the people who created. Like, Netflix is not sitting there like, hey, you know what? <sighs> we like this. We, we like Georgia and Jenny. Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. We like Georgia and Jenny, man. But, you know, there's just one thing 
we're not going to be able to take it if you uh, you got to take that Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like they literally would have to have fine tune. Like you know what I mean. People watch this stuff, but the people that watch that stuff, I don't think that their job is to pick apart stuff and you know take the content and go nah, your freedom of speech. You know that's too racy or like not. Nah. Like, can you imagine the things that we have on Netflix? Like, what are you talking about? It's tasteless. Like, the same people that you did a deal with are the people who put out, they have, uh, what's the kid, what's the guy's name? Bill Burr. You know what I'm saying? Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams. All of them got specials on Netflix. What are you talking about? <laughs> tasteless. It been tasteless. It's all types of tasteless stuff on there. I just watched Chris Rock. It's rough. To watch if you're squeamish it ain't rough for me but if you squeamish it's rough you know what i mean if you if you don't like to be offended it's rough like i don't i don't understand why she would think that she's special you know it's very interesting though you know people like to deal with high high uh, they like to deal with public figures but don't want to understand that there's backlash that comes with that you know what i mean go pick you a joe schmo that they don't have no information on you know what I mean? If you don't want to be scrutinized, you know what I mean? Like, because that's always going to be the case. It goes for men and women. If you're known as being a hoe, like Ray J is known as being a hoe. He's a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to be a hoe, you go mess up regular people. Well, and you know, that was my thing with this is if they had made that comment, inserted any man's name, she wouldn't have said shit and she wouldn't have cared. Not at all. People pick their little battles. I just think this was a stupid one. To, was that know. the only reference to her in the, in the yeah. show? Yep, oh, that was it. Yeah, she, she just got butt hurt. I get it. You know, you be offended. You know what I mean? You know, everybody's offended. Your fans might have been offended. It actually got to you. What I mean by got to you is it actually reached you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel some type of way about it. But I think the problem is when people stop looking at, I mean, looking at things down the middle and start to be on some, well, you should have did this for me. And it's like, but... You're not sitting here fighting that fight for everybody else. You know what I mean? Shout out to Taylor Swift, though. She did fight her fight the fight for everybody else with uh, her little record contract thing. You know? mm-hmm. Tom, you have any thoughts on this topic? No, I kind of agree with Dex on that. Like, there's the, if it, like that's why I asked you. If that was the only time you were mentioned in a series, what are you upset about? I mean, it's like uh, it's comedy. I mean, I assume it was a joke. Yeah. So, so it was a joke. But how many people? You know, take like Dex brought up Bill Burr. Bill Burr is like to me, he's White Chappelle. That's what I think of when I see Bill Burr. He's he says so much crazy shit. Like everyone can get offended, but he does. You know what I'm saying? But it's comedy. You got to take it that way. I mean, for you to take it that personal, I don't know. Maybe there's some to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's something you don't want nobody to know about you, or something you're subconscious about personally. But like to just attack the whole brand of Netflix and not the the writers who wrote the joke or the or the you know the dialogue that's yeah it's a bit much <laughs> armani thoughts i mean i agree with i agree with them because it's really like first of all you know this has been an ongoing joke since what she dated joe jonas harry styles john mayer john mayer made songs about him like you 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 know this you know this is a joke and you know this has been going on since like 2009 and this was the only comment made about you so like at this point, when, when are you going to get over it? Yeah. yeah. We're going to act like your first two albums were in a compilation of, like, four relationships? Didn't <laughs> say it was a bad thing. Very true. Very true. Didn't she date Tom Brady? 
Oh my god. Um, I thought she dated the little boy, the boy from Twilight. No, she did date Ben Mendelsohn. Uh wait. Uh, oh, well, no, wait. No, no. No, no, Hendelson. Tom Hendelson. Tom Huddleston? She dated Loki. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many people did she date? She Damn. did date Jacob, I think, too, as well. Yeah, the, date, yeah, the other Taylor, Taylor Lauder. Didn't she date him? Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know what? I remember him hosting Saturday Night Live, right? He when he was doing his monologue. They brought out like this what life size poster of Kanye West. I guess this was after he did the he, he you know he ran up there on stage on her and the kid you know he's mad athletic. He did like man, he did like these super like wind kicks to kick Kanye's head off. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, damn, dated, how many people? She dated, she dated mad Dixon people. Hall. She dated Eddie Redmayne. Calvin Harris. She dated Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, we just came up with like 15 people on our own without looking shit up. <laughs> 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 word, word. <laughs> I'm about to word, say the shoe, though, the shoe like, fits, man. I'm just saying, like, God. And I mean, cool. You have high, look, I, look. When you're high profile, I don't have a problem with you having high profile uh, people you deal with. That's what you do. You're high profile. Like once I dated, you know, someone who had their own car, I was like, I'm not dating nobody without the car no more. Like, you know what I mean? So once you get to a point where, you know, somebody can take you to the Four Seasons, I'm not going back to the Motel 6. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. We're going to stay in this in this Four Seasons area. You know what I mean? And maybe somebody that can take you out and do things that you, because you're already famous, so you want to deal with someone who can kind of do things for you that other people can't do so i understand that you know what i mean you're gonna go try to date someone that intrigues you and someone that would intrigue you would be somebody of a higher caliber or somebody that you respect in whatever you know field that you're in so like you know loki may not be nobody special but loki is able to do what it is that you know he's able to provide things for her that other people can't you mm-hmm. know what i mean and I'm able to take you to Paris and stuff like that and things that other guys can't do. I'm not going back to Joe. So I understand, you know, she used to mess with Joe Jonas, too, speaking of Joe. Anyway. That would not be going backwards, though. I mean. I think it was like the first that time one. period. Oh. <laughs> well. Now I've got a whole list. i got a list up with dates. Who do we miss? We got Joe Jonas, Taylor Lautner, John Mayer, Jay Gyllenhaal, Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, and Tom Hiddleston. Okay, well. Yeah, and Joe Jonas was like 2008. Taylor Taylor Lautner was 2009, so that's like peak Jonas Brothers, Twilight. Yeah, you know what? That's really not even that many people. Mm -mm. Um, I just think she just happened to be, she was at her prime, and she was super popular, and she happened to catch these guys who were like doing their most popular thing at the time too is when she happened to date them. So I mean, you know, TMZ, TMZ oh, makes a whole career out of it. Like a, that's like their thing. So how she? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the National Enquirer. Like why aren't you mad at these people? Very very true. People on their selective outrage. Man, that's <laughs> it. Name the podcast. Um, selective it. outrage. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the episode. Yeah, the name of the episode. Selective <laughs> outrage. Well, the Golden Globes also happened this week. We touched on that on our previous episode. Well, shout out to Daniel Kaluuya and John Boyega for both winning their Golden Globes that we discussed. And I straight up said that I did not think that Daniel Kaluuya was going to get that win strictly because of that speech and what was said. But he won. 
some other okay posthumous golden globe to chadwick boseman there's a lot of history made chadwick boseman was only the second posthumous golden globe ever given out and the first one given to a black man you had andrew day one for billy holiday or united states versus billy holiday also something worth checking out her performance in that movie was amazing that's a hulu exclusive yes i didn't realize this was her first time playing in a movie and she killed it that makes sense though like i mean she's not a i didn't know her as an actor and again we had this conversation the other day you don't do biographical films with well-known people like people who have notoriety for other things john boyega yeah he's finn but nobody cares (laughs) <laughs> well, he won for small acts. No disrespect, matter of fact. I don't want to say it like that. I'm, I'm going to just say a lot of he's Finn. Care. Yeah, a lot of people do care. I don't, I no disrespect to that. However, I'm going to say that Finn is not um, a household name to the point where he can't do biographical things. Same as Daniel Kalua. You know, he's not a household name. He's just known to do great things. We're going to, you know, put him into this biographical role because he people are not going to have a problem with him doing this biographical role. Like I was, we were talking about that the other day about how they don't really use famous people to do biographical roles like that. And when I say famous, I mean people that are like famous for other things. Like nobody's mm-hmm. going to use Will Smith to be Jimi Hendrix. I feel like there's going to be so much controversy around, you know, it being Will Smith and Will not doing it right that it takes away from the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to somebody like. I don't know. Uh, what was the last, like, you know, like the Malcolm X guy that they use on um, One Night, Night Miami? Night in Miami. Or like all of those guys pretty much in One Night in Miami. They didn't use anybody that we would have a whole bunch of controversy around and be like, well, why did they have that person play that person? Nah, it's all about casting somebody who's good for the role that doesn't kind of like distract people from the actual performance of the movie. You know what I mean? So I, I really like the way that they've been casting you know everybody thinks oh man why they keep giving it to english people who else were they supposed to give it to who else is gonna play fred hampton yeah i don't know who we got that i could have stubbed in that role for sure so a couple other winners verse uh worth noting chloe zhao she was a director of nomadland she won best director she is only the second woman to win this award and the first one was uh barbara streisand for yentl in like the 70s. It's crazy. Other historical moments. So Borat won for his second movie, which is like the first time a sequel has won a Golden Globe. He won the Actor Award and he won uh, for his movie, won Best Musical or Comedy. I Care A Lot. Who all watched I Care A Lot? I did. I think we all did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Rosamund Pike, the actress in that, she won. For Actress in a Musical or Comedy. That was listed as a comedy. And it was a comedy. <laughs> you thought it was a comedy? Not, no, it was a dark comedy. That's what it was under. Very dark. <laughs> okay. And it was kind of funny. Like some parts were funny. I wanted her to die. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely should have died. It is dark though. It's like you know, Atlanta. Atlanta's a dark comedy kind of. Like it's not really made to be ha ha laugh. Ain't no laugh track in the background. But there's things that are so happenstance. You're like, yo, wait, what? Like, you have to laugh at it because if you're trying to take it 100% serious, you're not really getting the movie the way that it's supposed to be presented to you. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't just bring up the Golden Globes to talk about the historicalness of it, of course. Um, controversy with the Golden Globes. So prior to the awards, it had been talked about how the, what is it, the voting body called for this? It is the Hollywood Foreign Press is made up of like 90 members and not a single one of them is black. Not one. That votes for these awards. So there's a lot of controversy as to, you know, why and, you know, their process for admitting members, which I looked up. They only admit like three people a year. It's very selective. It's like the criteria is nuts, but there's definitely black people within that criteria. So that was going into the awards. It was like there's no black people voting. But then all these minorities and people of color win awards. So at what time, at what point is the question I'm posing to you guys is at what point? Do we cross over from and acknowledge or accept that the people who deserve these awards got these awards? Like, Daniel Kaluuya deserved the award. He got the award. Freaking, uh, what's his face? Can't think of his, uh, his name. is just going to escape my mind all night long. Whatever. Everyone who got these awards deserved the awards. So, but you still have people who are like, oh, they only gave it to us because, like, when is it good enough? When do we stop saying that it's just because? When it becomes a normal thing. Armani, what'd you say? I said when it becomes a normal thing, because, I mean, I don't feel that we should be running with the argument of, you know, it's just because we're black. Because, I mean, like you said, they very much did deserve those awards. But it's it's like they're giving us our flowers too late. So it's like I can understand why that's the argument now. Or like I said, if because, oh, I mean, things with, I guess, the racial tension, once that kind of subsides a little bit. Are we still going to be getting these awards is the question. Because there's plenty of black people before who deserve those awards that didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But now it's I feel like there's reason to kind of look at it like, OK, so now y'all want to give us something. Tom, thoughts? Uh, I agree with Armani's whole point. Um, I think I might have brought up with Dex a long time ago. I, you know, something that's always bothered me when it came to the Academy Awards is that Denzel didn't get an award for playing Malcolm X. He got beat by Al Pacino with Scent of a Woman, which is a movie I've seen. And I've seen Malcolm X, and you can't compare the two. You know what I'm saying? I guess, yeah, he's playing a blind guy or whatever, but, you know, how did you not get nominated for Malcolm X? How did you pick that? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, give people awards, you know, for stuff. Like, you know, to to give somebody an award for it now, I mean, yes, Dale Kluett deserved the award. But, you know, it's like, think about how many people who didn't get awards and were deserved it. And, that, and that's my whole issue. Um, yeah, it's a little too late. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if it's like some tokenism or something like that or or whatever you're trying to, you know, trying to make yourself feel better. Or like you said, this this panel of 80 people that are not, you know, black and maybe they were scared not to. You know what I'm saying? I just want the best yeah. person to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how I feel. I shouldn't. I don't want you to feel like, oh, I have to give you this award. Because you're black. Because then it taints it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dexter? I don't got a lot on this. However, I will just say that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in this particular situation. Because they haven't been giving us our just due. And then when we do get our just due, we feel like they're patronizing us. So, it, I, I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to do. And I don't know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> because essentially, all they can do is you know, give us, you know, give us inclusion. Uh, but on the same note, you know, when we take it, is it going to be like, well, should have been gave us this? I don't know. I don't, it's hard. It's it's difficult. I, I wish that we didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, really, I wish that we didn't give a shit 
about what they thought about our work. However, you know, prestigious is prestigious and we don't create prestigious. You know what I mean? Prestigious is what it is. And, you know, when there's something that recognizes excellence in your field, you're going to you know, you're going to aspire to have it. It's rough. You know what I mean? I don't you know, because I don't know if, you know, subscribing to Denzel winning for training day is you know, his get back or if they just thought that he did a really good gangster and it was right. He, you know, Denzel being a different type of person. I mean, maybe they just, you know, the shock was that great for somebody who literally, when you look at his catalog, he's never been a bad guy. And yeah, he decided to be a bad guy. And then it's like, boom, Oscar, Halle Berry. Y'all didn't give it to her for losing Isaiah. She acts crazy in Monsters Ball and she just happened to have sex with the old white man and everybody's like, oh, they gave her that for that. Not necessarily. It's like people do these Oscar bait movies and they knock them out the fucking park. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. No, Leo, that's like Leonardo DiCaprio should have been got one. But then you gave right. him for the whatever that movie is. I forget with, with the whole bear thing. The Revenant. The Revenant. Like, yeah, The Revenant. And it's like he's been in so many other things that were better than that. <laughs> but what it just comes down to is it comes down band. to like yeah, did you owe him that you just felt like you owed him one or something like i mean i think that there's politics i mean we're talking about something that literally sells ads like it's a show that is presented by the academy or whatever in conjunction with a tv network to sell ads like <laughs> you know what i mean and we're talking about politics being foul. This is a politic game. The whole thing is politics. Consider that they got get back for other actors. Forget the black actors. What about the white actors that they've snubbed? Yeah. You know what I mean? What you say, Armani? I said we ain't worried about them. No, I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying <laughs> is I'm just saying that that's the system, period. So when maybe Leonardo was supposed to get something, they had to give Daniel Day-Lewis something that they snubbed him on before i mean right. and now they gave him something and it's like it's not necessarily just the black man getting snubbed i think everybody gets snubbed and that's the world of those type of awards you know what i'm saying because it ain't like you know white people ain't mad too can't even get on the grammy nomination or the the oscar nomination <laughs> they can't even get on there and they're like i don't understand like i don't i don't get it like you know there's six or you know there's like five people or five uh there's only five items that get to be nominations six items you know what i mean like out of everything that came out in the year black people ain't the only ones mad somebody else is mad that this shit's not even on there yeah that's <laughs> true we're talking about something that literally is politics it's hilarious though, because when you run this back, you're gonna like the first thing that I said was I don't have a lot on this. Yeah, I had a lot on that. <laughs> Glad you did. So kind of still going on with this topic, kind of going along with that. Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in Justice League, came out and he had some beef with the announcement that Ta-Nehisi Coates has signed on with DC to do a Superman movie, a black Superman movie, and he feels that he's been very vocal over the last few years about how he's gotten the shaft and he feels like Warner Brothers doing this is just to shut him up or to appease people. So I'm like, oh, well, they do have black things going on over there. Maybe that cyborg kid is just whining. What do y'all think about that? I think they're trying to play him a little bit. Not saying play him because, I mean, you've got, I like uh, Tanahasi Oates. I do. 
you know, I was just surprised that it was going to be that. I figured he would have did something with Marvel, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I'm curious to see what he, he'll do with it. I'm not sure if they're trying to just mess with him or if they're really, you know, they said, let's, we had an idea. I mean, how many times have we seen Superman, the story of whatever, and Martha mm-hmm. can't, and we've seen the story a billion times. Yeah, I mean, for once you want to do a different story of Superman, you use a black actor. I'm curious to see what it is. I mean, I figured maybe the situation you just wanted to, you, you probably thought to yourself, we should probably get a black person to write it, maybe even direct it. I don't know, is, or is J.J. Abrams directing it? I'm not sure. J.J. Abrams is producing it. I don't know if it's per se them trying to keep him quiet. Maybe he just personally took it, feel some type of way. He just, maybe he just has an issue with Josh Whedon like everybody else does. You know, I will reserve my judgment for this until we see if this black Superman is going to be the Superman of the DC Cinematic Universe, or, or if this is just like a random one-off movie. So we could do a couple of things. We got Flashpoint on the table. I feel like Warner Brothers is going to, DC is going to use Flashpoint to fix this and that's gonna that's gonna be their cleanup move which is what people do all the time is use time travel and multiple dimensions to clean up shit oh terrible (laughs) this could be a alternate universe spider-man word on the street is they are trying to get michael b jordan to play this part no no (laughs) i don't i i will sign a petition give me anything what do they, if they need volunteers, but someone has to stop Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> you just not want to see him as Superman? No, I don't want to. I don't want to see Superman from Compton. I don't want to see Apollo Creed in a cape. I don't want it. Bruh, I don't want to see yo Superman. We talked about this. Like I we we watched Superman and Lois the other day. What haven't we watched that is out and that's new and. I'm like, isn't that Superman thing out? So after trying to find it everywhere, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Realizing that you just have to watch it on the CW, which is one of the things that I wanted to talk about. It's like, it's hard to get certain things. Certain things are on Hulu, but if it ain't on Hulu and they don't have like the app that has everything laid out for you, like this is one of those things where if you didn't catch, if we caught Superman and Lois, there's two episodes. But if you catch it at like episode four, I mean, like, no, like episode like eight, there's only going to be like four episodes, five episodes available for you. Mm-hmm. When you can't go back to the pilot of something, yeah, it makes you say, I don't want to watch this. There's nothing, there's no reason for me to even try to watch this. It takes away the viewer completely. I don't understand what is the point of trying to do that. Is that to force people to pay for it? Yeah, because CW does that, but I don't know who else. I I feel like FX or AMC does that as well, where after a while you can't go all the way back to the beginning of the season, which is just, that is trash. It's um, the stupidest thing in the world. It, <laughs> it, it takes you back to the archaic times when you had to watch Lost on TV oh. or you had to watch Sons of Anarchy and you couldn't even go back. You just <laughs> had to watch it from where it was because there was no way... It wasn't on On Demand. This is before On Demand got savvy. It's just not on there. Even like Fox show on LA's Finest. Like for some reason, I had heard it was a good show. It's a spinoff of Bad Boys. I go back and I go to try to watch it. And they got seven episodes on there. But they started at episode like four. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how does that benefit you and make people want to invest in your show? Because I got to want to watch the show so bad that I'm going to go pay $3.99 for the episode. 
Who does that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's buying episodes. Buy the episodes. Nobody, yo, yo, I've never even seen a person do that in my life. It's a very interesting concept. Superman and Lois also was good though. Would definitely recommend checking that out. I liked it. It is the story of Superman and Lois Lane moving back to Smallville, but the twist is they have kids. They have twin boys. And I don't, I'm not familiar with anything Superman and where him and Lois Lane have kids. And it is definitely an interesting take. It has made me want <laughs> uh, certain Marvel things I feel like could work as t- TV shows in the same vein. So we'll see. I, I definitely think it is a great concept. It's a good idea. Tom, have you watched it? They spent the grip on that on that pilot. That, that should look crazy. There's a couple shots and I was like, well, damn, how much did that cost? Like towards the end of the episode... I swear it went from looking like HBO to looking like CW, like after a while. <laughs> there was I, was the kind of change, yeah. There's like I, I feel like it's in the trailer. I think I've seen it in the trailer. Like that scene where he punches through the wall, that shit looks crazy. But like after that, it looks like CW. It's like when he's flying around in space and stuff like that, and that they start looking cheap again. And not, they don't look cheap, but like there's a scene with the nuclear power plant in the beginning. That looks expensive. And there's a scene where he's punching through the wall. That looks expensive. When he's flying around and doing stuff after those, it looked kind of cheap. So I'm curious. I didn't watch the second episode. I mean, uh, or the third episode or whatever it is. So I'm curious to know if it still looks like that or if it looks like a CW show now. It looks like a CW show. It looks okay. very like, um Yeah, because that pilot looks show. So you can see where they spent the budget? Uh-huh. Yeah, you can see why like shows got canceled. <laughs> for the money. Yeah. <laughs> pay for that episode. <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is why Black Lightning's gone. Yeah. Bruh. That arrow budget. Bruh. <laughs> it's well done though, I must say. At first I was like, what am I watching? I'm like, why did they use this person as Superman? Why did they use this person as Lois? However, once the kids drama starts to become the focal point of the show. You stop caring about that part, and it all starts to work out. They were used on the other shows. Like, uh, the dude that's Superman is Superman from Supergirl. Oh, okay. He used to pop up on her show. Like, when they did the last uh, Crisis of the Earth, he was there. And the Lois Lane, I think, is from Supergirl, too, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're like the dudes. It was pretty cool, because they had Brandon Routh actually put on the with Superman also in that episode. Yeah. You know, the crossover, crossover. And, like, them two were fighting. The guy that's on Superman and Lois and Brandon Ralph were both fighting each other. Kind of dope. So, also staying in superhero news, there was an article by a not very reputable news source who was known for getting things wrong. However, I thought it was worth at least chit-chatting about a little bit because I think this is something that we could probably all agree that we would want, is Death in a Family being made into a movie with Jared Leto's Joker. And for those not familiar with the death, death in the Family arc in Batman, shit happens. It gets dark. People die. Like some of your favorite sidekicks die. Um, <laughs> it's very gruesome or it's very brutal. It is an amazing comic. And I'm here for Jared Leto playing that part. Armani and Tom, I know you guys are familiar with Death in the Family. What do y'all think? Honestly, I wouldn't want Jared Leto to do it. Oh, you wouldn't? I don't think he's the right kind of crazy for death in a family Joker. Like, I feel like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out who, how would, it. who would I cast. Yeah, you got, you got somebody. I feel, like you, I feel like you need more of a Heath Ledger Joker to where it's kind of like he's still unhinged in a way. Like, it feels more unhinged than this guy's just kind of like a goth clown. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't feel like he has the right feeling with his Joker to do Death in a Family. Okay, Tom. If Jared Leto was, did I need him to act like that? All the little th- with the little things. Yeah, I need him to act like that guy. If he's acting like I agree with the money. If he's acting like that guy and not that hunk 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 guy, then I'm fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, I, I think like whatever that you know that little into the uh, Justice the Snyder Cut trailer. Like if he's acting kind of like that, all right, I, I get. Who's playing Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing everybody in that? <laughs> right. it's, it's one of those things. Tom, didn't you say something? Didn't you say something about him directing? Something else, if like I said, I think if the Snyder cut gets with it, whatever, uh, does really good numbers or whatever, streaming, whatever, people's subscriptions, whatever, I think that it's possibility that you can get more. I think it's, I think it's one of the few times where, where the fans asked for something and we got what we wanted. And I think they're more or less, if, if we can say, hey, can we get this movie? They, you know, Warner Brothers might just say, the hell with it and just make it if people keep demanding it. Yeah. Well, he is doing Army of the Dead, so there's that. That should be like over the top and epic, which is what happens if a zombie apocalypse happens in Vegas. Probably the worst place for a zombie apocalypse to start. I think that's everyone's like, if it starts there and you're there, you're not making it. Like, this is not the spot you want to be at. So, we're <laughs> Armani, the one thing you did watch this week was coming to America for the first time ever. Yes, I did. How did you like it? What did you think? Uh, I thought it was mad funny. I definitely see the appeal and why it's got its notoriety. Yeah, no, I thought it was mad funny. Okay. Dexter, you wanted to, to deep dive into, you wanted to talk about it a little bit. So take it away. I just thought it was dope that Armani got to watch it. It's such a staple for our age group, but Armani got to watch it right before the new one came out because I thought it was kind of important for her to see it beforehand uh, and it's dope that she liked it because if she didn't like it it would have kind of sucked you know what, <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> like that would have completely been against what i was trying to get from her watching it you know what i mean i think it's the most quotable movie a lot of people say friday a lot of people say sandlot a lot of people have their own you know um but i think this is the most quotable movie this movie came out so long ago and it's still a staple. It's 33 years old. You know what I mean? And for something to be funny, 33 years old and not be dated, because, man, don't disrespect to a lot of movies. But if you go back to 48 Hours, you go back to Beverly Hills Cop, you'd be like, what am I necessarily watching? But Coming to America, Harlem Night, he has a few joints that, you know, you can always go back to. I think Life is one of those um but I just thought it was dope that she got to see, you know, this movie or whatever, and that we're about to, you know, watch a sequel that can't possibly come close to the original. But, you know, it'll be fun to see all these new characters and everybody, you know, coming back because it looks like a lot of people came back. Like the one guy that's in the barbershop that actually was a person, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's going like he's back. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, James Earl Jones has literally made it to be Darth Vader again, King Joffrey Jofer again, Mufasa again. That That's crazy for things to come full circle like that, for something to be out 33 years later. And, you know, even for Star Wars that have come out in, what, 70, 72? 70, 79. 79, whatever. I mean, 77 I, or something. Like that. I think it's 77. But for it to come out then, for these things to come out full circle, it's, it's extra dope. Transcends the generation for you to make something. I just feel like coming to America 
is one movie where it transcends and it'll always be good. You know what I mean? It'll always be good no matter who you put it on for, especially if they're an adult. Kids may not see it the same way, but if you're an adult, you know, it's adult humor. It's great. Hey, Tom, when was the last time you watched Coming to America? Uh, probably not that long ago. I don't think so. Because it's something, if I see it on, I, I, I'll turn it on. Or if it's on TV, I'll stop and watch it. So, What were y'all some of y'all favorite parts from the movie? Oh, I definitely enjoyed the barbershop scene. I think those are my favorite parts. Which one? Like, just all of them? Or was there any? No, all of them. Got it. Tom, what's your favorite part from the movie? Uh, it's a cross. It's a tie between the Samuel Jackson, Robin McDowell's. <laughs> and, uh, and I think the part at the end where, what's my man from ER? Oh, yeah. He wasn't ER, wasn't he? Eric LaSalle. And he keeps knocking on the door at the end. And <laughs> he keeps trying, you know what I mean? I, I love that part. And he yeah. finds it says, Daddy, get him. And he said, the little dog comes and chases him. <laughs> like, I'm trying, can't you get through your greasy skull? And she don't want to, like. I think you can pick every part of that movie. We could sit here and have a conversation about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you guys pick that part. You can pick the part when, you know, they started at McDonald's. You can pick the part when they went to the basketball game. You can pick the part when <laughs> your royal penis is clean. You can pick the part when. They were in McDowell's and Freeze You Disease Rhinoceros Peasant. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad <laughs> different places in that movie are just quotable. Like when he goes into the train and the old lady is like, I'll marry you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, the, like everything about that movie is replay value. And I mean, that, that shit is gold, man. You see, I love the movie, apparently. You know. Did y'all ever get a chance to look at that thing I sent y'all? With the, I did. Uh, pilot? Yes, I did watch it. Oh my God, Tommy Davidson. Yep, he does Sammy. He does Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis really Jr. good. Yeah, like, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Davidson. Apparently, there was a something Tom sent us. There was a pilot for a Coming to America show. It obviously was done with the same creator because a lot of the style, I guess that. A lot of the style of the title and was they didn't have the music the way that you know we know the music. However, they had like the style of coming to America and the writing, and they had a few of the same people. The guy who sings Oha, Oha, Paul Bates is actually in it. He's in there with Tommy Davidson, who plays I guess Akeem, and no, he plays uh, forget his name, but he plays his little brother. Oh, yeah. see, I only watched some of it. I turned it on and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, what is this? So he played Akeem's little brother. Mm-hmm. So this was a spinoff after the movie. Yeah, this was just supposed to be like a, a show featuring his little brother, you know, coming to Queens and whatever. Oh, you know, the crazy thing about it is I was watching it and in my head, I was thinking that this got pitched and they were like, nah, this ain't it. And then decided to do a movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, yeah. the movie had already came out. That's why Paul Bates, it. it was, they had already did it. The movie was such a success, so they said, hey, we could probably make this a, a TV show. I think that was a thing back in, like, the early 90s, late 80s. Like, you know, movies would get, like, TV shows if they were successful enough. And then, well, clearly this show didn't get you know, bought, you know what I'm saying? But he's supposed to be the little brother who's coming, comes to America. And basically, what's his name, Paul Bates' character, uh, Ohan? He's, mm-hmm. instead of being Arsenio Hall, it's Ohan as his, like, like you know, assistant person. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it it, it was interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Um, 
So wrapping up, March. March Madness is upon us. There is a lot coming out in March. Dexter, do you want to inform the people on all of the things or some of the things that are coming in March? Nope. (laughs) This month coming up, we have the Snyder Cut, Justice League, some new Marvel series coming out, baby. You know, we're about to get the final episode of WandaVision and see where they're going with that. And then it'll be taking us into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I don't believe it'll be like a continuation or anything like that. I believe that uh, I heard that WandaVision will be moving on to, I guess, the next movie or something like that or a movie in the future. I thought it was Doctor Strange. That's what's going to be the next thing with Wanda. There it is. That's yeah. what I heard as well. We have that coming out. Something else is coming out in March. Uh, oh, the Mayans. Mm-hmm. Mayans MC will be returning. We have Coming to America. We have Raya and the Last Dragon. We have Cherry with Tom Holland, which is a drama from the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spidey's back with the Russo brothers. Yeah. We have Formula One Drive to Survive, Tom. Yep. Dragon's Blood, Invincible. What's that, guys? It's a uh, a cartoon anime. Uh, it's a cartoon made by uh, Kirkman, I think. Yep. Uh, just Walking Dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another Kirkman property. Is it in the Walking Dead universe? No, he is a superhero. I know kind of what too much because it would literally spoil it. But he's um, there's a uh, is it? Uh, matter of fact, I think what's his name? Glenn's doing the voice of the kid too. Um. Is his dad is a superhero? Then he finds like he has superpowers, and it's kind of like his dad's teaching him like, how to use his powers and stuff like that. But there's a way darker plot. All right, so I'm gonna, gonna say this stuff, slow. but I'm gonna say it a little slow. So you're gonna cut it up, you know what I mean, so that I can do my little scrolling. Okay, cool. All right, so I feel like it's a March Madness thing going on. We have so many things coming out in March. We have Coming to America, the sequel coming out. We have something on Disney Plus called Ray and the Last Dragon. Um, it's an animated film. Uh, we've got Cherry, which sees Spider-Man reunited with the Russo brothers. Tom Holland is in an actual movie that Tom Holland is in a movie about him being an opiate addicted criminal. Mm-hmm. An edgier side of Tom Holland. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's, it's Apple Plus, right? That'll be on Apple TV Plus on March. Yeah, right. We have Zack Snyder's Justice League, which will be on HBO Max on March 18th. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be on Disney Plus. That'll be on March 19th. For those who are into the uh, driving like Tom, the F1 fans, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive Season 3 will be coming out exclusively on Netflix March 19th. As a co-release with the streaming series. I find this interesting that there are companies willing to take a risk on just the theater at this point. What do y'all think about that? Are we ready for just movie theater releases yet? Who's we? The human race. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Texas is opening back up at 100% with no masks. For what? Like He gonna say that, we, that we're gonna lift the mandate, but you still need to use personal responsibility. I think it is taking a risk. I think at the end of the day, you're taking a risk and you're being greedy. However, I don't think everybody has the platform. Everybody doesn't have the platform. Everybody wants to see what they can do. Speaking of that, Tenet. Tom, I watched Tenet again. I believe you Any better? I, I believe you have to watch yes. Tenant about four or five times for you to really get it. 
I think it's that good of a movie. I think it's that technical of a movie. I think it's that left field. That so you're saying have... the two times wasn't enough? No, I don't think it's enough. <laughs> I don't think it's enough. I think it. Um, I think it was really. I think the first time you watch it, you're like, "What the fuck?" I think the second time you watch it, you're you're like, "Okay, I remember certain things, and I'm trying to figure out how that thing works." Um, I think this was the third time that I watched it actually. Like, but I like I feel like this was the the last time that I really, really, really watched. Like when I really, I really watched it this time. You know what I mean? Like I watched it with intent to try to understand certain parts of the movie. And it's such a technical movie that you have to watch it again to gain understanding of the backwards and the forwards that are happening at the same time. Okay. Saying because the backwards part is so hard to understand that the backwards part is like predestined and it meets the you know the forward part part where he sees himself. You know, I know Armani is probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but you should watch Tenet, Armani. That movie is Christopher Nolan. His movies are so technical. He has to suck to be in a relationship with because. For a brain to come up with Inception, for a brain to come up with Tenet, for a brain to come up with, what else he do? Dark Knight and all that shit? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. for somebody to come up with the football scene with Bane, they crazy. They different. Watch Tenet, man, so you can... uh, And then watch it again. Yeah, and then watch it again so you can understand, you know, what happened backwards and forwards at the same time means. And then watch the third time. Like, I mean, it's enjoyable enough to keep watching, but... Yeah, you definitely gotta watch it more than once. Shout out to Pietro and in Tenet. I realize <laughs> right. that man. I don't recognize him in things. His yeah, that's interesting. Original Pietro. Aaron Taylor kick, Johnson. Yep. Kick kick ass. Um, well, yeah. And there are more things coming in March. So a lot of a lot of movies, TV, streaming things coming in March. Of course, we'll watch a lot of the things and we'll bring them to you. But some of that stuff you're gonna have to watch it yourself. I think that's a podcast. Yeah, that's a podcast. Until next time, take care of yourselves, be good to each other, social distance, and wash your hands.